Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah! <clears throat> Sorry. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This is why we love the NFL. Fields takes the snap up the gun. Throws the ball up the It's intercepted! I'll give you the floor on the Bears, Chris. I feel bad for Justin Fields. I do. I think part of it is him. Like, I don't know if he can ever be the guy. Earlier on the show, Dolphins running back Raheem Mostert. Coming up, Yes Network Yankees broadcaster Michael Kay. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great conversation with Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins in hour number two. Um, I could definitely tell you that him talking about beating Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell in a 40-yard dash is something that would cause uh, people to maybe uh, talk about or the way that he said that the – even he stopped trash talking uh, the Broncos at some point might be something that people will talk about to pull out of interviews. As you know, interviews get aggregated in this world, right? By uh, news media sources. Yep. Sure but the do. main headline to take out of Raheem Mostert's conversation is he complimented me on my 40 yard dash form and he's a track and field star. <laughs> so who's going to pick that up? Rich, hold on a second. Uh, is Dove climbing going to pick that one up in Israel or what? Uh, Rich, I'm being told that Raheem has entered a concussion protocol. Oh, stop it. After that. How uh, dare statement. you make light, sir? Statement. And by the way, not of concussion protocol. My form. <laughs> he likes it. How dare you? All right. Oh, gosh. Is this going to be a great conversation? Because I love this man. I have nothing but love for this man. I spend more time with this man uh, between the months of uh, March and September then uh, I care to admit, but I love him. I've known him for damn near 30 years. He is the voice of the New York Yankees and the host of the Michael K Show. And joining us right now, I believe, from Toronto, Ontario, is Michael Kay. How you doing, Michael? What's going on, man? Great, Rich. How you doing? I am in Toronto, by the way. Okay, very good. Watching the Yankees playing out the string. God bless you at a professional. And I want to get to the Yankees in a second. Uh, Michael, if I had told the young kid, you grew up in what part of New York City did you grow up in, Michael, the, the area? What you were uh, Bronx. Okay, the Bronx, right. If I told that kid from the Bronx that one day you'd have a show with your name on it where Joe Namath would be uh, broken by Zach Wilson uh, and let the entire country know about it, what would you have said, that kid in the Bronx, Michael? What would I tell you? I dreamed about having a talk show, so I, I would probably say, yeah, really? But you know, you know the dream at nine was to be the Yankee announcer, but yes. the talk show came about, and, and Joe, Nerm- Joe Namath certainly uh, made some news yesterday. Oh, my gosh. He's Zach Wilson has broken Joe Namath, Michael. Uh, that there's no question about that. 
he basically called his play disgusting and said the best thing about him would be the back. It sent him to be the backup to Mahomes, is what he said. Yeah. The interesting thing, Rich, is that you know he, he tweets, or I don't know what to call it on X. He X's. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I was looking at it during the rain delay on Sunday uh, after the Jet game, and I could see that his comments were really pointed. So between innings after the game resumed, I just texted my producer. I said, let's try to get Joe on. And I think he really wanted to come on. Usually it takes – you have to go through his people. Yep, yep. But he also volunteered to be on Zoom, uh, which, you know, usually don't do. So that gave us the uh, the video portion uh, for the S Network. And then Don and I didn't have to do much heavy lifting there, Rich. He, we just asked one question and he, 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 he went off. He was not happy with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I know. And, you know, your questions that elicited it were, were is what you, – you try to be positive. Like, what, what was positive? And you said nothing. And then you said, "What would you do if you if if you had him in your you know your uh, I, I guess mentorship?" And he's like, "Get a, uh, he, he was uninterested in being a mentor to Zach Wilson, Michael." Yeah, you know what's amazing? Here's uh, so many things came out of that interview, Rich. But the thing that really got me yes is that when Joe Namath said he has never met Zach Wilson, and to me, that's that's on the Jets. I mean, this is your most famous alum, period. End of sentence. Every quarterback that puts on a Jet uniform should at least meet Joe Namath and have some words. Not not to talk about X's and O's, but just to talk about being a quarterback in New York and how you handle it. He has never met the guy. I don't get it. That's malfeasance on the Jets' part. And maybe that led to Joe being as upset as he was. How dare the Jets not make Zach Wilson and Joe Namath meet? It doesn't make sense. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm... I'm... I just want to do as much as I possibly can deep down, Michael, on giving the Jets a pass because they at least realized what had happened last year and moved as much heaven and earth as they possibly can to make sure that Zach was either on a path to be redeemed while he could sit and watch from somebody who can teach it and show it or never play for the Jets again while still being on the roster. And they made every possible move to make that happen. And then Rodgers goes and gets his Achilles blown out, just four snaps in. And I, I'm i just wondering if, if you know, the fan base that you talk to every day is just sleepwalking right now, like zombies like that right now, Michael. They're kind of, they're kind of in a haze. But I will tell you this, and I said this in the summer, Rich, so it's not second guessing. Yes, sir. There's no way in 2023 – that Zach Wilson was going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. No way. Even if they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, they would have brought in another quarterback to be the starting quarterback. Yes. That said, you get Aaron Rodgers, which I totally approve of that move, and I'm sure that you did too. Mm. He's 39 years old. How did the Jet organization think that it was a good idea to have Zach Wilson backing him up? One heartbeat away from being the starter. Four snaps away from being the starter. Mm. And you're right back to where you were. Why was there not an established veteran quarterback behind him so you don't completely blow the season away? By moving Zach Wilson in there, you have given up on the season. I'm sorry. You have. He would not have been the quarterback if Rodgers wasn't there. He should have been the third-string quarterback where he could have learned from Aaron Rodgers. He never should have been the backup. So, um, Michael Kay joining us here from Toronto, Ontario, where the Yankees are beginning to play out the string. And we'll talk about the Yanks in a second and what Aaron Judge said 
recently about, um, you know, giving his two cents on what happens moving forward. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on uh, your colleague uh, at ESPN and our friend Pat McAfee's show in his usual Tuesday spot. Uh, and he was asked about the situation with Zach at present in New York. I don't know if you heard this. I have not heard it, but I have read it. This is what he had to say, and I'd love to get your comments on the other side, Michael. This is what teams have to go through. You know, there, there's there's adversity points in every season. This year it's happening early, and people are coming coming for us. Uh, and there's, you know, some uh, heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better. You know, it's, it sucks not being there. It's tough. It is really, it's really hard. I miss the guys. I miss the leadership opportunity. miss balling, competing. I feel like, you know, if I was there, uh, some of those, you know, things wouldn't be happening. Not sure we'd be 3-0. and yeah, I don't know that. I'd like to think um, there's a possibility of that. But, but it's more the side stuff that's, that's, uh, that I don't like and that I, I want to see us stick together through the tough times. I said it to him, you know, in preseason. You know, our toughest task is being handling success. And that's whether we're having success or not having success. It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you got to handle it the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond in person? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cops. <laughs> you're not helping the cops. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Michael? that a shot at Joe? I, well, there's I no mean, question. There's no doubt. And I even said that at the end of the first hour, will, will he have, will he, will he have when he's on Pat show? I, I didn't even know because he's been on Fridays. I didn't even know if it was today. Will he take a shot at Joe Namath? And, um, and everything he set up until that point, I totally um, was there for, but Hey man, while he was, you know, winning in green Bay and all of that stuff, I mean, there's a lot of scars here that we were hoping that his play would heal. Um, but I think that was a shot at Namath and telling the fans to R-E-L-A-X in a way, you know? Well, first of all, uh, you know, I've heard from people, Rich. I'm not sure, but I think you're a Jet fan. Yes. So, <laughs> Joe, Joe Namath, I'm sorry. He has carte blanche. He could say what he wants, what he wants to say. He is the king of New York Jet history. And if he has a, co- a pointed comment like that, he could make it. He doesn't have to be a cheerleader. He doesn't work for the Jets. People that work for the Jets, it's a different story. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't been here his entire career. He doesn't know what Jet fans have gone through. He doesn't know the angst that they've gone through. And there are going to be shots fired. Sorry, there are. And I think Jet fans are most disappointed, not so much in Zach Wilson, but that Zach Wilson has been put into this situation. So I think that goes to the top of the ladder for the Jets. Joe Douglas, who has assembled a really, really really good roster has essentially put a child um, in in the seat of a Maserati. Doesn't make sense. Just doesn't make sense. You've got to back up your 39-year-old quarterback with somebody with more experience. And I'm sorry, Zach Wilson has proven for three years now he is not that guy. The wrong guy to be taking shots at is Joe Namath. I'm sorry. Michael Kay here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about uh, Aaron Judge saying what he said this week about how he will be vocal. Uh, in the non-playing season uh, about what the Yankees should do. He's got a lot of thoughts. Do you have any bullet points that you think he would be forwarding? And to whom will he forward it, Michael? Well, first of all, a lot of people rolled their eyes. You know, well, what do you mean he has, he has thoughts? You know, he, he's not management. Rich, when you sign a nine-year, $360 million <laughs> yes. contract, 
You're essentially Hal Steinbrenner and the Steinbrenner family's partner yeah. for the next nine years. Damn so straight. Damn straight. I, I think that Aaron Boone had a great answer to it yesterday. He said, of course, Judge and Cole are going to be consulted on everything. They know what's going on in that room. They know what's wrong. They know what has to be fixed. And I think players know better than anybody, Rich, better than media, probably better than coaches, because they know what each and every guy is thinking. And I have I have utmost respect and faith in Aaron Judge. And I think if he if he has things that he thinks have to be fixed, then you know what? You go to Hal Steinbrenner, you go to Brian Cashman, and you try to get those things fixed. Doesn't mean that everything that he says is going to be done, because I found over the years sometimes um, players are the worst GMs. But maybe it's beyond that. Maybe it's culture. Maybe it's the, the way the analytics are handled and passed down to the players. Maybe it's just uh, the process that he doesn't like. I don't think he's going to play GM, say get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy. But if there's a guy that is impeding the positive uh, culture that should be in that room, he should make it known to Cashman, and he should make it known to Steinbrenner. So I thought that was a pretty smart thing for him to do because he's an important player for the Yankees. He's the most important player. Uh, and I'm fully I, – I, that's why I'm, I'm on kind of pins and needles about what he thinks – needs to be fixed i would love to be a fly on that wall but you do think that if he says it to cashman he's going to be saying it to the general manager of the yankees you think brian's going to be around after this season i i i'm sorry i know a lot of yankee fans get angry at me on, on the show every day I, I don't think there's going to be any major front-facing changes i think brian cashman's going to be there and i think aaron boone is going to be there and, and i thought that boone had a chance that they they would scapegoat him but, Rich, since that, that Miami loss, mm -hmm. where he's almost been resigned that it was over, I've never seen him so tranquil. And this is a guy who has a fire burning in his belly. And he has been very tranquil. And I asked him that question yesterday. And I said, when you were driving to Yankee Stadium today, did you ever give it any thought that this could be the last time you drive there as manager of the Yankees? And he said, no, never. Now, unless you're completely you know, in la-la land, how could you not give thought that this could be the end of your job when the team's not going to make the playoffs and might finish last or might finish under 500? So the fact that he never gave it a thought, that tells me he's been told he's coming back. I think if there's changes, it might be to the medical group. It might be to the science group. They might rejigger the uh, the analytics, stuff like that, maybe player development. But in terms of the front-facing people, Cashman and Boone, I think they're coming back. That doesn't mean that they're going to run it back with the players. But I think those guys are going to be the guys that will be handling it in 2024. So I guess that's the just to circle back the the bullet points of what Judge might be talking about. Is it is it in the locker room the way whatever Cashman and his analytics group is giving to Boone is giving to the guys? Is I mean any scuttlebutt that you can pass along from what you hear following the team all year long? What Judge might be referring to? No, I, I really don't. I mean, he really plays it close to the vest. Yeah. He's always accepted. He's a lot like Jeter that way. But he really doesn't tell you what's in his soul. And he's not one of those guys, Rich, that, you know, off the record, this is what's happening. He doesn't right. play that game. Anything he says is pretty much on the record. So uh, I, I'm not sure what it is. But I'm sure that the way the analytics are handed down and the things that they stress, I think that that has something to do with it. Because when they got rid of Dylan Lawson, the hitting coach, and they brought in an old-school guy like Sean Casey, yeah. and then they bring in Andy Pettit as a consultant, that tells me they're trying to dial it back just a little and and maybe look into the stomach of a player rather than just, well, this is what he does 40% of the time. 
Uh, that's the thing that I have always felt was the flaw in analytics, Rich. You can't really, the thing that frustrates the analytic guys is that you cannot, under any circumstance, quantify guts and clutch. They don't believe in clutch because they can't put a number on it. I believe in clutch. Players that I work with, like Paul O'Neill and A-Rod on, on K-Rod, they believe in clutch. They believe in hot. They believe in cold. But analytics guys don't. Yeah. I mean, if if uh, if O'Neill believed in analytics, he wouldn't have gotten so upset at Kramer for promising two home runs, right, Michael? You know, back in the day? Yeah. You know how hard that is to do? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. I heard that line before. Uh, all right, Michael. I, it's great to see you, man. It's great to see you. Enjoy the uh, last couple days of uh, another Yankee season. And um, it was great to see you and Joe Namath. I mean, that was. Uh, I, I just said to myself, this is a guy who like cheerleaded Ray Lucas, and this is the kid that's finally broken him. Uh, I, you know, I mean, it's, I, I it, it, it's. And I can't believe we're in this position. So I guess the last one for you is how do you think your fans, when you speak to them on your show, are going to handle being told that they're not helping the cause from Aaron Rodgers, Michael? You know, last week, the big the big point uh, on talk shows in New York, you know, back Zach, don't boo him. Right. It's not the fan job. And they want to cheer him. Buck Showalter once told me that. He said the misconception – about New Yorkers, they want to boo. No, no, they want to cheer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give them something to cheer, they're going to boo. I don't think you just boo like a fool if the guy's not playing well. He gave you nothing to cheer for. So it's not the fan's job um, to, to buoy the, the psyche of players. It's a, it's the player's job to play better. Michael, you're the man. Uh, and uh, my son Coop sends his best. Seriously, we, we, we spend, like, you could babysit. We should char- you should charge Susie and I for babysitting. Michael, I do want to know one thing, though, Rich. Uh-huh. You said at the beginning of the interview that the Yankees are playing out the string. Will you and your son be watching these six games? Absolutely. We absolutely you will. Know. Seriously, you Michael, know. you have no idea when, when, when my son isn't, you know, looking at cars or whatever because he's a car freak, too. He's always on the MLB app, and he's always watching the Yankees, and I, you know, uh, he, he can't get enough of it. He just cannot get enough of the sport. So, he raised them well. I, you know what? We're trying our best right here. Um, Michael, you're the best. Thanks again for the call. Enjoy the broadcast. You be well. That's Michael. Well. You bet. That's Michael K. joining us uh, from the Yes Network production truck. Yeoman's work for zooming in here. All right. I, I need to collect my thoughts on what I just uh, heard from Rogers on McAfee's show. Okay, we'll do that. Do you want my opinion? Um, in a minute. We'll take a minute. Okay. Give a minute. Give a minute. I, I just want to breathe in and then exhale, you know, and then uh, make, make some calls. Take some calls. Well, take some calls. Take some calls. Take some calls. And uh, then I've got a top five list of the wildest moments of the wildest weekend in football I can remember in Ooh. quite some time. But before we take a break, I want to tell you about Game Time Tickets, a new partner of the Rich Eisen Show and our podcast. How many times, Mike, do you get frustrated buying tickets? Well, all the time for concerts, constantly. All the time. Last-minute tickets, no good deals. You can't get a good seat. You don't know the view from the seat. You don't get your prices all in. That doesn't happen with Game Time. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, they're all about it. 
Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Sports, music, comedy, theater events. Lowest price guaranteed. There's event cancellation protection. Job loss protection. Think about that with game time tickets. And then again, you get to see the view from the seats, views from your seat, and you can move all around to see left, right, straight ahead. Unbelievable. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. We at the Rich Eisen Show, every single one of us have a Game Time account. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem the code R-I-C-H for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Let's take a break right here on The Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial, and my top five list coming up. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. In this day and age, though, uh, I've had a conversation with fellow Hall of Famer John Smoltz a couple weeks ago, Reggie, that uh, that that kids don't mind striking out as much these days. Did you have did you have an all or nothing mentality? Obviously, you're we all know how many strikeouts you had in your career. But um, did that matter at all to you? Because there's a lot of hand wringing over it today these days. Well, I, I think I struck out too much. And I averaged somewhere 2,500 in 21 years is 125 a year. Um, so, but that's too many. Uh, and I think for 162 games, if I would have played them, I'd have averaged 140 something. Mm-hmm. That's too many strikeouts. You can get by with it. Uh, this is 
Wow. Hold on. Let me take this call from you, you Hal go, Steinbrenner. Call him right back. Okay. You go. Hey, Hal, I'll call you right back. It's Reg. Okay. Thank you. Um, Reg, I mean, seriously, you could take that. I mean, you could put me on hold for the boss. That's okay. <laughs> I, got, I wouldn't want, I can't have you hear what I'm saying. Now, hold on a second, uh, Reggie. <laughs> okay. Now, hold on. Real quick, though. I, I'm not, I, I would not be doing my job if I didn't ask this question. If that was George back in the day, would you have been able to tell him? No, no. What you just told his son? No, no, I'd have hung up on you. I might not even have told you. <laughs> I might not even told you. I just acted like I was, I just acted like I wasn't on the phone. <laughs> no, I'd have hung up. <laughs> oh, man. Now, if, that, if, if that was Hank, uh, oh. I'd have probably got off the phone because he'd have had some choice words for me, too. Ah, yes, the great Reginald Martinez Jackson, <laughs> including his most recent visit in studio in June, is all on our YouTube page right here on the program. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. One of my initial concerns when the Jets were circling around Aaron Rodgers, as you know, I came to love the idea of Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets after initially being skeptical. You know, you weren't on board right away. And part of the reason why is because I didn't know if he and the New York fan base would uh, mesh. And then, you know, engage, like if he ever had to engage the New York fan base to tell him to relax, for instance, how that would work how that would land in the flight plan in New York. Because we New Yorkers, you know, uh, we're easy to rile up. Uh, Relaxing, we don't do that. We don't do that on the way to work. We don't do that if you're walking down the street and cutting us off. It doesn't work if, you know, know, you're... People lay on the horn in New York. There's no relaxing. Uh, You know, if you ever talk to somebody who just landed at JFK or LaGuardia or whatever... How many times do you hear a siren or a horn in the background? Oh, all the time. All the time. Okay? Like, we don't relax. We don't relax. We're not, re- we're not the relaxing type in New York City. So the question is, is, if he's ever in that position, how would it land? Didn't think that position would come because he blew his Achilles out four snaps and 75 seconds into his tenure. Zach Wilson would be reinstalled as the starter. He would, as we all feared, look completely unready for the moment, and everything that we were so excited about would be circling down the drain, and we'd feel like the football gods were kicking us in the nards. And we also didn't think that when he was telling us to relax, essentially, he would be saying the same thing directly or indirectly to Joe Namath, who went on, New York radio on our friend Michael Kay, who just joined us uh, on his broadcast to say that Zach Wilson, he was seen enough of him. And to be honest, he gave voice to the entire fan base and the entire fan base reveres him because we've been waiting for the next version of him. So Rogers went on um, Pat McAfee's show today and I'm hanging on his every word because I believe he is the guy who can kind of tell Garrett to hang in there and everyone else to hang in there. He's the one who was manifesting for Mekhi Becton, you know, who gave up the final, I think, nail in the coffin sack. Was it Matthew Judon who ran over him? Yeah. He runs over a lot of people, to, be, sure fa- to be fair. So um, 
Play that first sound bite, the one that we played for Michael Kay. Uh, if you don't mind, Mr. Hoskins, roll it. This is what teams have to go through. You know, there, there's there's adversity points in every season. This year, it's happening early, and people are coming coming for us. Uh, and there's you know some uh, heated conversations on the sideline and different things. I think we need to hold our poise a little bit better. You know, uh, it's it sucks not being there. It's tough. It is really it's really hard. I miss the guys. I miss the leadership opportunity. Miss balling, competing. They're like, you know, if I was there, uh, some of those, you know, things wouldn't be happening. Not sure we'd be three and zero. I don't know that. I'd like to think um, there's a possibility of that, but but it's more the side stuff that's that's uh, that I don't like and that I, I want to see us stick together through the tough times. I said it to him, you know, in preseason. You know, our, our toughest task is being handling success, and that's whether we're having success or not having success. It doesn't mean you're winning all the time and you're getting out the right way. It's when we're not having success, how do we respond? How do we respond in person? And that goes for our fan base and former players as well. You're not helping the cops. You're not helping the cops. Well, former players, I don't I don't think he's referring to Jericho Cotchery. <laughs> so him essentially telling Namath that he's not helping and the fan base of which I, as you know, is a part, uh, not helping. Uh, I just want to say again, all I want is help for Zach in the worst way because we are drowning watching him flail in the water. Drowning. Again. So, you know, I don't think that's going to land very well in the New York fan base. And um, because while Aaron was growing up in, in uh, Chico, California, you know, down the road, UC Davis is where Ken O'Brien played his college ball and we went and got him instead of Dan Marino. And I could go down the list of things that we as Jet fans have been enduring while he was growing up and becoming the stud and future Hall of Famer that he is. And all he's got to do is look at the guy he used to share a quarterback room with and what he did when he finally left so Aaron could get his shot. It's just another moment where hope is dashed and has been dashed. So I will basically say it's tough to hear that. And then play another soundbite where I I can only hope what he's selling actually is worth buying. We saw this weekend, anybody can beat anybody. And I've already seen, you know, we're almost double-digit underdogs at home against Kansas City, and they're coming off a beat down in Chicago and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's a home game. It's Sunday Night Football. It's an opportunity for us to go out there and show what we're all about. I'd like to see everybody stick together, our fan base, our former players, and our current players, because uh, too much uh, negativity uh, and the world is crashing down after three weeks. Long season, a lot of time, a lot of things that can happen. Let's just take a couple breaths. Okay, I'm not going to say we need to relax, but let's take a couple breaths. All right, and then let's, uh, you know, it's going to be some fun things on Sunday. I hope so, Aaron. Man, do I hope so, because he's not wrong. We're, we're, because it's not just after three weeks. 
it's after 54 years. And I understand he could sit here and go, the now's the now and that's then. But unfortunately, that just isn't the case in Jet fandom. It just isn't. It's just not the reality of it. And I can only see how, again, some fans will be taking this. And we're only, I think, one more step or two away from fans saying, why are you sitting out in California and not rehabbing here? You can be here. There are planes. There's great rehab facilities in New Jersey and New York. And the only answer I would say to that is, it's his Achilles. His doctor that did the surgery is as good as they come. Again, Joe Burrow is the one who went up to Neil Elitrosh after the game last night because Neil did his knee, the same guy who did Rogers' Achilles, and just did Otani's arm. And I should also say Susie Schuster's knee. Hey. The most important knee of all. Hmm. Please. So that's why he's out here. But we're only a couple steps away from that of fans basically saying, hey, Aaron, you're zooming in on Pat's show. We need you here. Like, get on a rascal and be on the sideline or be in the building. And it, and his answer could be, I'm rehabbing. You want me back next year? You want me maybe speed bridging my way back in January? You know, this is what I got to do. And that's where family squabbles hit. And this is where things can get ugly. And you know who can actually help avoid that? Zach Wilson. Because if Zach does what Rodgers is saying on Sunday night against the Chiefs and the guy who Tony Romo once said Zach has the ceiling of Mahomes, how long ago was that? Feels like forever. Right? Yeah, feels like And Kelsey and maybe Taylor Swift in the building and the whole hoo-ha of everybody talking about it. And then the defense shows up and then chases down Mahomes to the point where, okay, who does he have other than Kelsey to throw to? And then you actually start running the ball down Steve Spagnuolo's front, uh, throat and you win a football game that nobody expects, just like the Cardinals did to the Cowboys. And then all of a sudden, Zach, pressure off, go and grab, grab your Gilligan hats and go show <laughs> Sean Payton what he said about the offensive coordinator was wrong to begin with. And let's go with Jalen Hurts coming in your house in a two-game win streak. See, I manifested Let's see if it happens. Because if it doesn't, there's no amount of light, darkness, ayahuasca, or anything that's going to get anybody in New York to calm down. Facts. So I'm still here buying. Uh, trust me, I, I want to buy in the worst way. Good Lord, do I want to buy. I just don't want to be buying my third drink of wine in front of my children Sunday night, walking out of the room, cursing into a pillow because I'm trying to be a good dad. Because they're all going to be watching to see if Taylor Swift is there. I would say don't watch the game if you don't want to. I got, first of all, I'm a professional. I will watch it because I know we will talk about it. The building's going to be empty at halftime. I don't know. Maybe Aaron's manifesting properly. Because they do have the horses to basically say to the Chiefs, who are you going to throw to if we take Kelsey out of the game? Maybe you can go hunt down Mahomes in a way you couldn't get to Mac Jones. Who knows? Any given Sunday. I, I, I mean, if I got to if I got to put it all on the any given Sunday, I'll follow Rogers' lead. 
Uh, what other? I have no other choice. You do. You do. You do have a choice. Just stop watching? Yeah, stop okay. watching. Okay. Also, who the <laughs> hell is guy. Aaron Rodgers to tell Joe Namath to shut up? Rodgers has been a Jet for two seconds. Joe Namath is he the most famous Jet of all time. He didn't tell him to shut up. He, he told him that he's not did. helping the cause. He basically did. I know that. And and New York fans are going to like, who tell him. Who do you think him. you are, man? Like, your hippy-dippy stuff doesn't work with New Yorkers. Well, not in this case. It sure did when he was going to the Tonys and hard knocksing like crazy. Yeah. I know. Honeymoon stage. This is the this is the real this depth, is a, this is the real this depth is of the marriage. This is it. So hopefully he's carrying the flag for the Jets right now because Jet fans don't want to hear it. Didn't Billy Joel write a song about this? Their marriage was over in six months. <laughs> no, that's a little Go more on. than that. Go on. Brenda and Eddie. Oh. They had had it already by the summer of 2023. Look at you. It's over. Well, I'm going to have a bottle it's of red a and a bottle of white handy for Sunday night. Just tank for Caleb Williams, bro, oh, and then go it. quarterback somewhere else yeah, next year right. if you want to keep playing. You can go home now. Thank you. You know I'm right, man. I love you. You know I'm right. Alfonso in Virginia. Let's take his phone call. What's up, Alfonso? How you doing? Hey. How you doing? What's going, what's up? What's going on? I'm here. Yes. Hello? What do you have, Alfonso? First of all, I want to say thanks to you, Stuart Scott, and Scott, Scott Bampelt. Yes. Man, y'all used to make ESPN what it is. Thank you very much, what Alfonso. It is now is nothing compared to what Oh, don't say that. There's a lot of hard-working people. What else is on your mind there, Alfonso? What do you got? Um, I'm a Jet fan. Always have been a Jet fan. Joe Namath, all my life. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is this. They're saying that the Dallas Cowboys is nothing, right? The problem is, Jerry Jones is biting off his own hand. He's not giving Jerry Jimmy Johnson his credit for those Super Bowls. And since he's not putting them in the ring of honor, karma is kicking him in the butt. He's not going to win nothing ever again because he's not giving that man his credit for being who he was for the Cowboys. Thank you for the call, Alfonso. Thanks very much. That started off in a very jerky boys type sound. <laughs> right? I thought it was like, you know, he was, you know, I don't need to talk to you. <laughs> uh, what do you make of that, though? Uh, what, the end part? The end part. That, okay. yeah. You know, it, 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 that is one way to look at it, right? But Bad karma? Way, it, another way to look at it is, let's just say Jerry retired at the end of the year, right? You look back on a, on an owner of a team who's done as much as he's done, and, like, the casual fans The Jimmy say, Johnson stuff. The Jimmy well, the, Johnson stuff. The point stuff. being, he won three Super Bowls. So did Jimmy won two. So yeah. I, I I feel like if you he ask never— Irv, You ask Irv— he would tell you the third one was coming. If he never won yeah. another one, he asked Troy I, that. He would tell you that. I don't think that. I, I don't know if karma has. Well, it certainly didn't have anything to do with the first with two that. weeks. That's for damn sure. Know. That's hard to say. It depends if you believe in karma or not. Well, old Doctor Jones with my rubber glove oh my is going to make sure every one of you are safe. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've Hold seen on. I've seen a lot of people do stuff that you <laughs> think would not work in their favor, and you're like, oh, karma, get them, and the next thing you know, they yep. go out and win the lottery. So karma, I, I mean, Kramer. I don't know. Karma Chameleon? <laughs> oh, right, we'll all. take a break. I'm going to give you my top five list. Like This is what a wild week it was. We're turning the page. As you know, Wednesday's about moving on. Um, and what a weekend of football it was. The wildest moments of maybe one of the wildest weekends. And in case you're wondering, what am I referring to? Stay tuned. It's going to be great. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Why is Des Bryant tweeting out about uh, Kyle Pitts being traded to the Cowboys? Say what now? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Did I see something saying Kyle Pitts to Dallas with the googly eyes? We might need a free Kyle Pitts movement, though, soon. Yeah, I wasn't really aware, but Brockman's been watching Atlanta. And tell him what you were telling me that I never even really picked up he on. He gets overthrown on every play. The dude has an eight-foot wingspan. He's how do you six, over six. How do you overthrow that guy? Never seen a guy more overthrown in, in football watching in my, my days. The dude can't get a pass on the numbers. Can someone hit Kyle Pitts right here? Something's wrong. We thought Kyle Pitts was the next coming, man. And You know, Kyle Pitts was on game day morning Sunday. Doing what? Uh, Kyle Brandt was doing his thing. He, was, he wore a suit and a tie. I, on game day morning, which you know he never wears face off, right? And they, you know, and see, so he's in his suit and a tie. He's he's always in, you know, his t-shirts, whatever his Good Morning Football right. gear. So he's yeah, never sure. really suited and booted. Off, yeah. He's never su- suited and booted. So he was doing his thing, and he started sweating. And he showed, oh, he okay. lifted his arms <laughs> yes. in his suit, and he was <laughs> pitting out. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, Andy Greg Greg because he's brilliant gets in my ear. He goes, "It's Kyle Pitts." So I just blurted it out, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, nice. that was that was pretty. Funny. That was some hardcore sweating to go through. I imagine he's wearing an undershirt, a dress shirt, and a suit jacket. Correct. I thought wow. it was Kyle you, Pitts you was on the program. Water. There was that much. Wa- like I thought, no, that's not, not real. Look. Oh yeah, Des Bryant. Kyle Pitts to Dallas. That's what he's saying. Is he trying to manifest? Everybody's manifesting. I'd like to manifest that. Oh, apparently, Robert Griffin said something this morning. That's what I was going to say. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, because he oh. thought maybe get Kyle Pitts to Dallas because that would that would handle the red zone issues. Right. I see. Everybody's got red zone issues. You know who doesn't have red zone issues? The, the Dolphins, because oh. they're never in the red zone. They just score from the fifty. That's a way to fix that's any red fact. zone problems. Is not yeah. to ha- not score from the red zone. Yeah. Just score from even outside. Get, they don't even have third yep. downs. Back here on the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> third downs. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Phil in Sacramento, California. What's up, Philip? Hey, morning, gentlemen. How you guys doing? I'm great. The capital of this great state of California. What's on your mind, Phil? Oh, man. So bear with me a second here. And number one, thanks for always being a uh, closet Raider fan and supporter. Uh, 
Hey, I'm serious. A lot of people don't understand, man. You, you've been going to bat for us for years, so it hey. feels good. Oh, the, the autumn wind. You can't spell the autumn wind without me. And by the way, Amy Trask is in our green room right now. Susie's out on the floor. They're getting ready to do what the football. So tune oh, into yeah. that one, Phil. Please I know. That. And so just bear with me really quickly. So let's talk a quick conspiracy theory here, and, and I'll probably get laughed off the air. But so uh, as a 47-year Raider fan and literally living at Rookie Sports Bar in San Leandro with all, you know, John Gruden and all those guys over here, I've heard, heard all kinds of stories. But there was an article written – last year about halfway through the season and it ended up in the san jose mercury news out here in the bay area and i i could be wrong i want to say it was paul gutierrez but i could be wrong and it was basically outlining this conspiracy to have josh mcdaniels you know going back all the way with the john gruden leaked emails and all of a sudden now we're implemented with john uh with josh mcdaniels and Dave Ziegler, basically half the patriots organization uh basically tanking from the interior Huh. To get rid of, I don't know. It sounds crazy, but yeah, it, it was wiped from it was wiped from the internet. Literally, it was on the internet for a day, and that story disappeared. Phil, I got to tell and, you, man. I got to tell you. You know, I, this is this is a, uh, a whatever whatever you know tinfoil stuff you're talking about here. Uh, look, the, the the as far as I'm concerned, and I appreciate the call, Phil. Call back, please, please, please. I just want to get to my top five. Um, the Raiders are the latest organization to say we want what the Patriots had. And tell me, which which team has been able to Nobody. recreate it? Nobody. No one. Never, ever. Who has been able to who, – who's attempted it? The Lions with Patricia. Yep. The Broncos with Josh McDaniels. The Jets back in the with day. With Eric Mangini. Mangini. Um, uh, the Browns, the Texans, uh, um, the Browns, Romeo, and the Texans Romeo with Romeo Cornell. Cornell. The Titans, well, the Titans are Notre Dame tried. Notre, Notre Dame, Dame tried with Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss didn't yeah. work either. <laughs> you know why? Because it's one and done. Because you have to. There's only Actually one. Have Bill. There's Belichick. one alien <laughs> yeah. who can only operate the machinery like Independence yeah. Day. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's one. Like that. The 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 ship doesn't fly without the alien. And there's <laughs> only and, and there's only one Tom Brady. Right. So, Mike, do your job. So find your own way is what I guess we're saying. I, I, right? No, or let's see. Let's see. Again, Session, make, let's your, own, see. make your own pile. You, you're going with McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo and in the front office, and you're letting him become the Patriot way. I mean, everyone from the Raiders organization tells me it's been a culture shock just to have it flipped around from what it was to what, to what it now is. Let him, you know, Mark Davis, I imagine, is just letting him have his way. Again, Amy Trask is going to be with Susie talking about this on What the Football. With uh, various other items, and I believe uh, flying saucers from uh, from Carvel ice cream have been included. Yeah, we manifested ice cream. Right you didn't manifest that. I have one, of and those? it's here. Okay. Oh, Susie's uh, walking around right now. Okay, she's got him. Uh, Brockman will eat uh, this. Right. Right. There you go. There no, you go. There you go. Hand out the ice cream. In the meantime, while the ice cream is being so handed out, I have before we leave a bonus. Top five. Oh. Go ahead and hit it. Hit it, please. High five. Top five. One, plus. two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. Oh, my God. This is so delicious. All right. Here we go. This was one of the craziest weekends in football I can remember. And here's my top five moments of the craziest weekend in football Let's I go. can remember. Number five on this list is Miles Garrett's shadow. <laughs> and by that, I mean not just three and a half sacks. But I have never seen a defender being shadowed by the offensive unit that he's trying to torment by 
having two tight ends travel. Go and look at this video if you haven't seen it. Two tight ends are wherever Miles Garrett is lining up against the Titans for the Browns. And then he goes from one side of the line of scrimmage to the other. And the tight ends follow him. And then he goes, I guess realizing this is happening, he goes back and the tight ends follow him to the point where Ryan Tannehill can't snap the ball because they're not set. And it caused a pre-snap penalty. Normally, a defender of Miles Garrett's quality causes a pre-snap penalty because he's causing an offensive lineman to twitch, not two tight ends to keep motioning. I've never seen anything like it, and it didn't work. He had three and a half sacks. I'm going to retweet this video right now. It's incredible. Unbelievable. That's number five. Number four on the list. Mike Hoskins, he tweeted this. He texted this to the group, and this is as soon as it happened. Week one, the Cowboys shut out the Giants. It's only the sixth week one shutout in the Super Bowl era we've ever seen where one team scores 40 or more points and shutting the team out. They do that to the Giants, who then go to Arizona the next week and have such a terrible first half that we think they're going to 0-2 and then have their greatest comeback since 1950 to beat the Cardinals, who then in week three beat the team that shut the Giants out 40 to nothing in week one. The Cardinals stunning the Cowboys. What'd you say in the town where Mo Green doesn't have a plaque or a sign post? Or two, uh, they were 12 and a half point uh, underdogs. And how many points did they win by? They won by 12. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, I've never seen anything like that either. Based on the results of weeks one and two involving two teams and then the team that shut out the Giants who then come back on the Cardinals who then beat the team that shut out the Giants. How the hell does that happen? Number three on the list. Number three on the list. There's only one way to say it, so I'm just going to come out and say it. Ryan Day goes ham on Lou Holtz. (laughs) What in the world was going on here? Talk about unhinged. Your team just beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame in front of Touchdown Jesus and everybody. Vince Vaughn dressed like he's in Rudy. Everybody's there. You win the game. You win the game, and then afterwards, the microphone's placed in your in your face, and instead of you talking about how, you know, what a great moment it is for your team, he's like, where's Lou Holtz? Because he told McAfee's guy, Ty Schmidt, in a Johnny as- Knoxville old man mask <laughs> dressed as Lou Holtz, interviewing the actual Lou Holtz, who started talking about how every team at Ohio State loses to can beat him. And then he's sitting there at home hearing this thing. It's a comedy bit. It's a gag. By the way, Ty Schmidt responding to Ryan Day is one of the most laugh-out-loud videos I've seen in a long time. And Ryan Day takes this cheese and starts screaming and yelling like he's on tilt. Only thing crazier than that from that game is number two on the list. Ten lonely Irishmen on defense. How in the hell did Notre Dame, in the final two plays of this contest, on the one-yard line, have only ten men on the field? And then the coach says the reason why they had ten men on the field is because they knew an eleventh man was necessary. And he personally held the eleventh man up because he didn't want that guy to get on the field late and then give Ohio State a second shot at it because... He's on the field to prevent the first shot from happening, as opposed to why don't you just get the guy out there and give it a shot? So you have 11 men for the moment you need it. It made no sense. I cannot believe it happened that this preceding Ryan Day going ham on 
Lou Holtz, because of what he said to a fake Lou Holtz, is nuts. <laughs> but number one on the list has to be the Miami Dolphins 70 burger. We talk about the 72 Dolphins. Now we're talking about the 23 Dolphins being the 70 burger Dolphins. I've never seen anything like it. Because, again, I was born in 1969. The last time it happened was 1966. Unbelievable. And that, without a doubt, I don't need to go into the stats, is the wildest moment of the wildest football weekend. We one more. Okay. All right, we'll get one more. All right, here it is. It's the shotgun formation marriage between the Swifties and the National Football League. <laughs> Travis Kelsey manifesting... Taylor Swift in Arrowhead to sit with his mother to watch him curb stomp the Bears was something that I cannot believe happened. We all thought, is it really happening? Are they really going to be dating or seeing each other or whatever? And it happens. And the Swifties just absolutely take things over. What do I mean by that? Travis Kelsey gained more Instagram followers on this Sunday because Travis Kelsey's new BFF was there than he did on Super Sunday. He gained more Instagram followers this Sunday than he did Super Sunday, leading to a 400 or plus more percent increase in merchandise sales. He now has the top five selling jersey in the NFL. Chiefs viewership in the women demographic, 18 to 49, went up 63%. How do you check that? And that doesn't include my 10 and 15-year-olds who suddenly have newfound interest in Chiefs football. (laughs) The Swifties and the NFL in their shotgun formation marriage wraps up my top five wildest moments of a wild football weekend. Good luck to week four. Don't worry, it'll top it. Because you never know. Because you never know. In this narrative-generating machine known as the National Football League. The only problem is when that relationship goes south, it's going to be awful for Travis Kelsey. Or good good for song-making. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.